you are on the journey of business. An entrepreneur and innovator who spent a lifetime of advising from behind the scenes, building businesses through word of mouth and referrals. Now Mike Wolf is ready to share these strategies and business outlook with you. You're here. You're ready for the journey of business with Mike Wolf. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the journey of business. I am Mike Wolf. My guest today has cracked the code to attracting new clients and is leading the charge of strong-minded, high-vibe entrepreneurs to take action and see incredible results. Welcome, Nicole Cherie Hess, to the show. Hey, Mike. So great to be here. I mean, what an intro. Thanks so much. I'm really looking forward to digging into it with you today. Come on, let's get it. I'm ready. So I'm glad you're here today. Thanks so much for taking the time. I know you're busy. Let's jump into it head first. Tell everyone about yourself. Well, I'm a mouthy bartender that turned mouthy millionaire in my first 13 months. I got fired from two bar jobs, as you do. Right. <laughs> Took all those skill sets from bartender land and built a multi-million dollar, dollar company, like kind of seemingly overnight, where I'm helping these entrepreneurs to use social media effectively to attract clients and raise their prices, have high ticket clients, and really effectively deliver and perpetuate the momentum of sales. That's great. I love it. So you're the CEO of Unicorn Client Attraction, which empowers thousands of entrepreneurs to attract new clients without the struggle of the cold outreach. Can you break down that for me? Well, here's the thing is that, you know, I've always kind of been in a world where everybody said you had to be real professional and you had to act a certain way. Right. Will tells you and all that. And as a girl, we, we're, we're told to be ladylike, which was not something I ever did very well. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. In getting to run my own business, the first agenda was to just start doing things my way. And so it's that unapologetic attitude and that true self. So, you know, it's all it's all unicorns for me. And I get to get into that space of childlike wonder. So when I'm talking about a unicorn client, I'm talking about that feeling where when you're working with somebody, it's not just like cookie cutter, point and click, right? It's that thing where both yeah. people are benefiting and it's that mutual growth. And what I always tell my clients is that, Every client serves you in one way and limits you in another. And really, it's sure. the clients who are challenging that open more of those opportunities. And so when you're attracting these clients, it's not just about making money. It's about improving yourself as an entrepreneur, so as good. a coach, as a leader, is to say, how can I be better, not just serve people because it's easy, you know? Yeah, I love that, man. It's it's so great because, you know, I think about that. I want to circle back a little bit because you said, you know, when you're in control of your own destiny, right? Like you're your own boss for the first time. Like there's something really empowering about that moment slash terrifying. And and at least in the people I talk to, and I do life with a lot of business owners, you know, when you kind of take that leap of faith, you know, you can be burnt out on your old stuff or whatever you're doing, but I'm always fascinated by people who take the risk and win, you know, it's never been an easy road. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot like parenting, right? It's the most wonderful, terrible thing you'll ever do in your life. Listen, this isn't a good time for you to talk to me about parenting. I mean, we could get into that, but you know, my, my daughter's driving at 16, just turned 16. So like it's a it's a production in my house every single day. I get it. So so you built a seven-figure business in a little over a year. What would you say motivated you to light that fuse to go all in and make it happen? I mean, is it wrong to say spite, Mike? <laughs> no. Come on. I'm with it. I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody told me I couldn't. 
you know, I was always the girl that everyone was like, you know, you're, you're so aggressive. You're too much. Yeah. It's better seen and not heard. You know, you're so much prettier when you right. smile. Like this was the world that I grew up in. And so yeah. to be able to finally do something that was my own where nobody could tell me, no, no one could tell me that I needed to tone it down or slow it down or, you know, take a little off the edge, like, and go all in. It was so satisfying to be able to have that yeah. feeling of like, I told you so, you know, I, I kind of have the running joke, you know, I used to be a bar consultant. And so I want to buy up all the the bars in my, in my, in my hometown and just yeah. name them all. I told you so. <laughs> right. Come on. I'm there for it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that because I think, you know, spite slash motivation are, is, is a fiery word, you know, like, because people are like spite, no hell, but I totally understand what you're saying. Like, there's always somebody that's going to tell you no, or that you can't do it. And, you know, I, I spoke to a, a guest a few weeks ago, Tammy Johnston, and, and she was telling me, we talked about the glass ceiling, mm. you know, like women, women hit this thing in, in certain, you know, arenas, especially in the liquor arena, right? You know, it's a male dominated space. How, how hard was that for you to kind of crack that or was it hard for you at all just to say this is it I'm 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 all in it was so relieving you know it was yeah. it was so hard before right where it was like it's like training training at mountain level and then being able to run at sea level like going Come all on. in on yeah. me was like the thing that I've been waiting for my entire life to just not have any rules and not have those parameters of small-minded people telling me that these ideas were too big or too scary or spending too much money or any of those things just being off the leash Right. Yeah. And it's like that, that run wild feeling. And it, I mean, certainly is terrifying because there's nothing to stop you. Sure. But I mean, it worked. Yeah. It's awesome. Man. Cause like this, the, the no safety net, I think is the biggest thing I run into with entrepreneurs, right? You know, where they, they're all in, they're like, Hey, I have X amount of dollars for my runway. Right. But once I run through that, like, it's going to be hard for me and my family. And, you know, I talk to so many people about these kind of things because, if you don't have a six month runway to fail or, you know, three months or, or some, some kind of exit strategy or, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are working part time to try and supplement what they really want to do at the end of the day. Do you run into that a lot with your people that you consult with? Yeah, I mean, I definitely in my signature program have a tier of people that are got one foot in and one foot out, right? Like they're they're in that nine to five, but they want to get out so bad, right? And like, that's exactly what I tell them. Like, you know, you got to have you have to have the ability to invest in yourself. And if if you feel like you're bootstrapping everything, like it's going to be a tough run. So it's using that nine to five as that platform. Like, put that money away, put that stuff aside, and then really save it up so that you can go all in and really double down. And I mean, one of the things that happened for me is that my first launch, I made 22 grand in the first, in the first couple weeks. Right. Yeah. And I took all of that money and put it right back in. And everybody thought I was crazy. Sure. You know, they were like, you should yeah. pay off your car. You should pay off your credit cards. And I was like, no, like I'm, I'm all in for this. And so I put it all back into the business and I've done that several times to get where I am. It's terrifying. That's good. I love the reinvesting in the business thing. You know, it's always kind of one of those things where people are like, you need to pay yourself first. Right. But then it's kind of like, hold on, I need to have that kind of I need to buffer that a little bit and be able to do what's necessary to win. You know, w when you say you made 22K in a month, is that the first time you'd ever made 22K in a month? Absolutely. I mean, like in bartender okay. land, I was good at what I did, right? Like I, sure. I mean, there's only so many hours that you can work in the day. And I was working right. 90 hours and best case scenario, making 12 grand, right? Like, but I mean, right. that was work all day. Sure. Every day. I, yeah. did, I did a launch in this company and in three days made $22,000. That's so good. So, so let's talk about that. Can we break that down for a second? Like, so, so 22 K you bring it in. I'm assuming that's on the virtual end of things, right? There, or on the consulting virtual end, right? Mm -hmm. 
what did that look like when you hit 22k in your account it's game changer right it's life-changing status and it also kind of gives you this wind in your sails of like i can do this right yeah i mean it was the thing of like oh i'm not gonna have to go back to bartending i mean i had started the facebook group the facebook group was like two and a half months old like not even three months old when i did the launch and you know, closed fourteen clients, made twenty two thousand dollars. Like it all came into my bank account today, and like, yeah. I mean, it's life changing because this thing clicks inside of your head where you think, oh, if I can do it once, <laughs> yeah, I can do it again and again and again. I'm all in to do it every time. Yeah, that's that's so good. So I know you just mentioned your Facebook group. Let's talk about that. So you've got like seventeen thousand people. That's not an exaggeration. That's a real number yeah, of people in your thousand five hundred. <laughs> oh, come on! Um, pardon me. I mean, good lord. So, so seventeen five <laughs> in your Facebook group, and it's Wonder World, correct? Yeah. The name of the Facebook group is Unicorn Client Attraction Secrets for High Vibe Wonder Women. But in my world, okay. Wonder Woman is a mindset, not a gender bias. I'm with it. Okay. So, so that's a powerful number you know, of people leading a mindset and a charge. Can you break that down for me? So like if somebody hears this and they go, I want to, I want to be a part of what Nicole's doing, what does that process look like? And what do they get and all of that kind of stuff? Can you break that down? Facebook group is highly focused. You know, we have actually like removed just as many people as we've had in there. Like actually the Facebook group yeah. is about 40,000 and we've cut it down because a big part of attraction marketing is repellent. Sure. Right? And yeah. so as you're coming into the Facebook group, you're gaining access to 17,000 people who are focused in that same direction of getting clients, uh, lining up their mindset, elevating themselves. And yeah. I allow all of my members to promote for free. And that's something okay. that's pretty like unheard of in like the online space is like allowing like quality promotion. I mean, it's not spam, right? But that quality level of promotion that comes in and you are tapping into an amazing resource, an amazing community of people who will help you. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see how much these people inside of this Facebook group connect and like become real live friends and referral network partners. Um, I mean, it perpetuates your business so much faster when you're in the right community of people. Oh uh, yeah, that's good. I was just going to ask you on the networking side of that. So they're able to promote on there for free, which I'm sure is like a forum like no other, right? At that point, when they're able to get on there, talk about what they're doing, I'm sure you know people are investing in one another's businesses at that point, you know, for their products, right? So like, how refreshing and, and how great is that for you to see that? Because you know, essentially, you've got seventeen thousand people in a Rolodex, right? That you can drop everything into whether, you know, everything you have going on, newsletters, whatever it is, you know, that that's a pretty good platform to start out with, right? Yeah. I mean, I built the Facebook group up to 10,000 people in my first six months. And so, I mean, that perpetuated a lot of momentum for me right. to be able to actively sell. I mean, 17,000 people is a lot of people, but it's also sure. the email lists and the Instagram and the TikTok and like widening out the entire audience is about yeah. 100,000 people. So when you have that kind of a platform and you focus on not the vanity metric of the platform, but the monetization yeah. angle of the platform, I mean, yeah, have, having that in your back pocket, I mean, it's everything. I think that's so cool. And see, I think people grossly underestimate how many people, 17,500 people are, right? Active. You know, like that's a stadium. You know, like that, you're going to an NBA game and sit with 17,500 people. I mean, and you having that audience is, is such a cool platform to be able to do stuff and, and to, to, do you do like, you know, Facebook lives every week? Do people have to pay to be a part of what you're doing as far as that Facebook group goes? 
Yeah, I mean the Facebook group is free, right? And so in there I'm selling different offers, but I do I do lives where I'm in there helping people and we do live coaching sessions sometimes. My team does like a monthly mixer where you get to come and network and promote your business, but also meet the existing successful people inside of that program so that you can build those intrinsic connections. We're constantly yeah. doing something new and fresh. I mean, it's it it's chaos in there because it's so much fun. It's like a 24-7 like networking event. If you've ever sure. been to that kind of vibe, it's the same yeah. like that all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. And your team probably goes crazy, I would imagine, trying to, you know, it's like herding cats, right? Like, you know, there's so many different things going on in that. I'm sure great things. It's just how do you keep up with that? So having the right team around you is obviously pretty important. There's a lot of reflect and refine for the systems, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So let's talk about self-awareness. How much does that play into teaching these entrepreneurs how to stay out of their own way? Because I know that's something I run into the most. It's like self-sabotage when it comes to being an entrepreneur seems to always be the hardest thing to fight. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're taught self-sabotage in school. You know, it, it teaches yeah. us. I mean, we we start with this A and then we, they focus on how many we get wrong, right? Like you do a test yeah. and it's like you go only, you got 86 right, but it's like they're so focused on that 14 that you did wrong. And so we're taught that we're not allowed to make mistakes and that making mistakes is bad. But in entrepreneurship, I mean, it's all we do all day long is make mistakes. Yeah. The more willing we are to make those mistakes, the easier success becomes because it's never success or or failure. It's both, right? Right. So being able to do that and put yourself into that space of knowing that failure is not bad for you is really sure. challenging when you grew up in a school system that taught you that the the red F on the paper was the worst thing that could ever happen to you. So breaking that mindset and rebuilding an entrepreneurial mindset, I mean, it's probably 90% of what I do with my clients. I love it. You know, you and I briefly chatted about this before we started, but you know, the education system these days does definitely not lean towards an entrepreneur mindset. Absolutely. It, it, it doesn't even really lend them the right opportunity to understand what it takes to survive in the world today. You know, if I, and not, not that I'm going to get into trash in the school system, but I do think the entrepreneurial space is very interesting for young adults because so many people see shark tanks. So many people see all these different things, you know, and I have, like I said, I have kids. I know you have children as well. How does that really kind of play into it? Do you see something there? Do you see yourself ever wanting to do something in the education space? with entrepreneurs. I mean, we kind of have the running joke inside of Wonder World that someday we're going to open Hogwarts, right? <laughs> like that's Come on. Yeah, I'm with it. You know, is that like not all children are built for nine to five. Not, not every child born through the school system should be going to work in a factory or going to work at the DMV. There's a percentage yeah. of kids that are, I mean, they're hurt by this, right? It, it hurts their, their like literal development to be boxed in. And maybe it's not for everybody, but I do think that there should be like that schism that happens probably around middle school age where we should start determining the kids that should be selected out to go do the entrepreneurial route where you're not in these tiny little boxes and cubicles doing what you're told all the time. I mean, for right. me, like my kids... My kids are wildly independent. I was a very young mom. I got pregnant when I was 19. And so, you know, my son grew up with me. Like he had, he would yeah. say that when he was a little kid. He's like, yeah, when me and mom were growing up together in Sacramento, you know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but being in that space of, of really helping kids to not be ashamed of wanting to be free thinkers, because I know that I was definitely tortured in high school for having my own opinion. I mean, teachers didn't like yeah. that. Admin didn't like that, you know. I, I was in that same exact 
exact boat, except I went to a private school briefly, and you can imagine how that landed. Let's call it not great, just for fun time's sake. You know, I, I the idea of doing this show too. You know, I've had multiple people say, you know, I'd love to be able to have guests like you on and talk to young adults about like where we are at, what the market looks like. This is what it's going to take to win. Like you said, maybe it's something where you're speaking to young young women because you know you're you're on fire for that. I know you have men in your space as well, but you know, the women is the target audience. Obviously, I, I think the idea of being able to put something in place could be wildly monetarily fun in the education space, especially doing what you and I do. I mean, I think there's something there. I mean, have you ever thought about that outside of, of what you're doing currently? Yeah. I mean, we started building like the wonder teen program for a while. I've got a couple, I've got a couple of the kids that are in the group. They're like kids of the parents, right? Yeah. And so they have little get togethers and do the things. I actually sent my kid through a program that was designed for teens for like self-esteem and like mindset and all of that. And it was, it was awesome, you know, and I could only find like two of them. There weren't that many, but I would love to do it for girls. You know, my, my daughter is 12 and I see like the basketball team and I'm like, God, I wish I could just, I wish I could get out there on the court with them and just like give them the mindset coaching because I mean, that's really what they need to, to succeed, you know? Yeah. I have a lot of young adults in our space. Like I said, my daughters are 16. So I end up finding myself hanging out with a lot of teenagers and teenage boys because that's how it is these days, you know? And so, you know, whether they're flipping shoes online to, to make money or, or doing different things, you know, all these different spaces are out there for kids to learn and to make money. You know, I mean, I think the days of working for $5 an hour when I know kids that are flipping shoes to make $1,000 a week that are making more money than their parents at the end of the day. You know, it's just a fascinating space. It's It's a mindset play. Yeah, it's awesome. It's incredible. So I think, you know, teaching these kids, like you said, to to think freely, I think is is something that I I think we're I think we're on to something there. I mean, I'm not going to speak out of turn, but I feel like that might be the future. So we'll see how that goes. There's a girl in my group. She's, I think, about 14 now. And she's doing a she's doing a thing where she does book like the book boxes, you know, and sends out the book Uh boxes every month. And she's doing 50 grand a month with it. Come on. I mean, listen. This is amazing, right? Just amazing. Yeah. I try and explain to my daughters that I made four and a quarter an hour bagging groceries when I started <laughs> working. And my daughters babysit and they won't babysit for less than 15 an hour. Cash. Right. Like they're not even having the conversation with anyone. Like, what's it pay? No, I'm good where I'm at. It's such an interesting time to live in a house full of women that lead that direction. Cause I totally get it. And they learned that from me. So I can't really hate that, you know? Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about your podcast real quick. So real unicorns don't wear pants. (laughs) Let's talk about the name. Obviously, hot pan. Let's get it. And then the mission behind the show. Okay, so the concept of real unicorns don't wear pants comes from bartender land because it was this thing where it was like, you know, the guys in the pantsuits, the women in the pantsuits were like the ones yeah. that like were complying and doing whatever they were supposed to be doing. And that that energy never sat with me. Like I'm not a go along to get along kind of person. And so, you know, in that world, you had to play a certain role. I was a president of, of the bartenders guild for my local chapter, right? And okay. so it was this thing where they, they would not listen to anything that you had to say if you were female. It was, it was just not part of the conversation, you know? Right. And like, that was something that I had so much 
disdain for because there's so many talented, amazing, incredible women that were just being steamrolled by the way you, we always, we do it this way because it's the way it's always been done. And so that's, that's the concept of pants, right? It's like, you're putting your pants on, you're putting your big girl pants on today and acting like a man, like we don't have to do that. We can be our true selves. Right. And so the concept, the mission behind, behind that is to really take the service industry and show them like, it doesn't have to be like this. You don't have to live this life. You can make your own decisions. You can break out of these things and these societal norms. They're only that way because we we allow them. We don't have to continue sure. to allow them. So on your show, give me an idea of what that looks like. Do you do you just break people down based on subjects or their position that they're in or you know if you, if a consultant like myself is on there are are you kind of picking that apart seeing how you could re-engineer that and put it back together? You know, the podcast is almost two years old and I haven't had guests. We're just barely getting into the oh, place. We're going to okay. open for guests. It's a solo podcast. And so I come in there and break down nice. a lot of the strategies and the tips and the tools and the tricks and like the mindset shifts that it took for me to get out of whatever I was in. So I tell a lot of personal oh, stories. Good. There's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of filth in there, right? <laughs> there's all the fun stuff. Come on. All the bartender sure. land stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you get the nitty gritty, you get the behind the scenes, you get all of the things in the before land because, you know, I've been, I, I quit drinking about four and a half years ago, but before that there was, there was a lot of shenanigans, Mike. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, I, I, I'm 45 now. I'd rather not get into shenanigan land, but it, you know, (laughs) in a, in a previous life, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. So before I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? So I love talking about business. Your journey has been pretty wild. It seems what advice do you give to people that need a push to realize their true potential? Cause I'm sure you run into that, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that the number one reason why people don't get what they want or do what they want is simply because they don't think that they should, or they don't think it's for them, right? Yeah. I gotta tell you, like, there's nothing special about me. I'm a, I'm a bartender who didn't finish college. Like, I don't have any special skill sets that other people don't have that you couldn't just go and get. But people just they hold that pedestal, right? Where it's like they think it's for other people that success is not something that's for them, right? But once you get to know those people at that level, you realize we're all just humans. You get inside of that room and everybody went to high school and had some shenanigans in their twenties. Like we're all yeah. the same. It's just that some For of sure. us decided to open that door and other people didn't. And so right. it's really, it's a decision. It's a choice. I think it's so hard to try and push people a direction that they don't know exists. So when, when I say that, I mean, you know, I run into a lot of people young people especially that are just like, man, I'm not cut out for that. Or I don't believe this is where I'm supposed to be. Or, and it's totally a mindset. And I find a lot of that is created within their own household, usually, you know, parents that, that don't really, you know, that kind of restrict those thoughts. I didn't have that in my house, thank God. But these, these young adults, especially can't see that future, right? Like they, they see it, but they don't believe that they deserve it or that it's not, it's not what they're called to do. And I think it's very just interesting to look at it that way. I mean, I'm trying to figure out how to get better mindsets, even in my own house sometimes, you know, it's just a battle that I think everyone faces with young adults in your house. And do you run into that in your house? I mean, is that, is that how your son operates? Do you think? At 17 now he's, he's big into jujitsu, right? So he's going twice a day. He's doing semi-pro fights. Like he's in the thing. He's not in high school anymore. Like he, we took him out during COVID and he just never went back. You know, it was like, there's no reason to, we got to put him in the online school and that's all right. Yeah. Um, And I let him focus on those things. But I mean, I really try to stretch the idea of what's possible. And so I'm always like, 
asking him those those deeper level questions. But you know, he's he spends a lot of time with his friends, and so when his friends come over, yeah. get them too, right? It's like you got to get a whole pack of kids, and I'm like, hey guys, like why don't you guys like all go in and buy a fourplex or something? You know, like, right? Planting yeah, those it's, different it's, seeds. It's so funny. I was just literally going to say that it, it's planting seeds, you know, all around them so that they're surrounded by good things and, and good thoughts and, you know, positive mindset of knowing that they can do anything. Yeah. So good. Absolutely. It's funny you say that. I love that. So you have a lot of things happening. What is next for you and your team? I know you have an online virtual retreat coming up on February 27th. Uh, this will air before that. And so, you know, obviously, can you throw some information out there on that? Any other things that you have going on? We kind of broke the mold when it comes to virtual events. You know, I, I came into this space not very long ago and I was invited to speak on a summit and I got to the summit and it was just eight hours of torture. It was awful. I was like, why are <laughs> yeah. people doing this? <laughs> right? Yeah. It was so yeah. boring. I get it. Um, and trite, right? Like, and everybody says the same story. It's the webinar pitch. And like, it was just terrible. Yeah. Like, There's such a better way to do this. And so because yeah. I worked in the bar industry, I mean, I had, you know, the, I had Bacardi's credit card to go build events. And so building sure. in-person events has always been a passion of mine. And so I took some of that kind of vibe and that kind of energy and I sourced it into how to do virtual events at a completely different level. I mean, it's it's really what put me on the map. You know, the first, the very first wonder retreat that I did, I made two hundred two thousand dollars in three days. It it blew my mind, right? Like how yeah. fast you could really get this energy flowing. And so now I do them once a quarter or so. We get we do these giant events. We have a whole bunch of people come in, and I teach different things. You know, this one is all about high ticket high ticket storytelling because yeah. I mean that's it's such a key foundational skill set that people just breeze right on by, right? They're like, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna get a template. It'll be fine. Like. No, storytelling is everything. This is how you connect with your audience. This is how you this is how you relate and this is also how you deliver to help them to get results. I mean, everything we've ever learned in our life is based on a story. And so, you know, right. these virtual events tie in these key components of how to lace in sales into storytelling in a way that attracts high ticket clients and that they're they're closed. Like you don't even have to get on a sales call with them. It's just it's snaps right. right into place because they've already made those mindset shifts before they get to you. And so we do these virtual events that really help people at a foundational level to learn skill sets that they can apply in all sorts of different ways in their lives. So when you do that, is that a one day event? Is that something that you break out over a certain amount of time? How does that work? How does that break down? Yeah, they're three day events. They're three day events, and we usually throw in like a bonus day for you or something cool. I've I've got sure. one of my branding specialists coming in. This one's all themed. Uh, we do crazy themes. We always do crazy themes because people love it. The nostalgia is so hot, and you know professionalism is dead. Like, I mean, have you seen anything on TikTok? Professionalism is right. dead, right? Like, go. Yeah, all those in. days are gone. <laughs> this uh, this yeah. one's theme is is all Dr. Seuss stuff. Okay. So, so that's going to be pretty extraordinary. So is that something, what does that take to be a part of? Let's talk about that. I mean, is it, what does that cost to be a part of that event? Yeah. When you come to these virtual events, we have VIP tickets and in the VIP ticket, it's 297 bucks. So it's just a drop in the bucket and you get to come yeah. in, get into a telegram group with me. So you get to ask questions along the way, have that kind of seven figure vibe going on and, and higher level behind the scenes and general admissions, $97. Awesome. And then will they be able to go back and rewatch that that setup basically from those events? Is that something you release within your group? How does that work? Because I, I mean, I've done the events before like that, not personally, but I've attended. And so I'm always, I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I had to do a three day event. I would definitely have to bring in people like yourself and, and people like that that could add so much value. I mean, I'm good for value, but three days, good Lord, people will be sick of me by that. 
<laughs> we have fun ways of breaking it down, but we give yeah. people replay access. You get replay access for seven days afterwards. And it's, it's very much like an, an immersive experience. Like you're there in person, you know, and, and really being able to click into the, the, the energy and the frequency, because just like we were talking about with the kids, it's helping people to understand what's possible. Right. And so I like to kind of invite them to live in my live, a, walk a mile in my shoes for three days. Yeah because it's possible for you. And so I want people to break that mindset that it's not for them. And so giving that sure. full immersion is what helps them to see like, they could do this, they can do it too, you know? I love it. I would love to, to be a part of that. I think that's a pretty incredible opportunity to, to, to see that in motion, I think would be pretty extraordinary, to be honest. Well, I'd love so, to have <laughs> Come on, I, I wasn't trying to invite myself, but I mean- no, you know. come on in, come on in. It's funny. We'll we'll bounce a we'll bounce a fun little pop up interview in there. I'll make you say some Dr. Seuss rhymes. It'll be fun. Come on, I, listen. I, I can break down Dr. Seuss. Let's <laughs> you gotta, not. You let's gotta not lock pretend it in your pocket. Let's talk about it. <laughs> listen, I, I mean, I don't want to embarrass myself on my own show, so I'm not going to do it. But I mean, maybe on yours I might. But this, I don't know. Okay, so let's talk about the return on investment of failure. I'm fascinated by this. I talk about it every week on my show. How has failing in your journey helped you? Failure is my best friend. When I made peace with failure, my entire life changed. I mean, getting fired is brutal, right? And especially if you're like a high achiever. Yeah. I've always been a high achiever. Like, you don't fire me. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But getting fired from those two jobs was the best thing that ever happened to me in my entire life because I never would have left, you know, I would have just sure. kept going. And so that failure, I mean, I fell on the floor, cried my little eyes out, right? I went on a trip yeah. to Bali, but like inside of the business, like failing is how you learn. You don't learn from success. When it works, right. you're like, yeah, it worked. And then you're just on to the next thing. But when something doesn't work, you ask really great questions of how could I have done this better? How could I have yeah. improved this? Like, where did this go wrong? Where was the constraint? Without failure, you do not identify constraint. And if you don't identify constraint, you never alleviate it. So therefore, you never improve. So good. I love it. Failure is your best friend. Write that down if you're listening to this, because I'm telling you, I, I think that's so, it's so fascinating, you know, that because what it did is it catapulted you out of where you were, right? And literally into the fire, which is where you belonged, you know, the whole time. Yeah. And I just never would have chosen right? Like I never would have chose it because it was scary, but like yeah. getting booted into it. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, you figure out you're a Phoenix. You never would have figured that out if you didn't burn. Come on. Listen, you're preaching right now. I hear, I hear what you're saying. So good. Okay. Let's talk about where people can find you. You've got so many things going on. I will have links to everything you're doing in the, in the show notes, but let's talk about the, the virtual event. Where do people sign up for that? Can we talk about that? Yeah, we can drop the link to that, but you can also find it in the Facebook group. It's it's everywhere right now. You're going to walk into a Dr. Seuss theme park. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, uh, Facebook group is Unicorn Client Attraction Secrets for High Vibe Wonder Women, and that's free, so you can join that at any time. Podcast is Real Unicorns, Don't Wear Pants, and that's on all the major platforms. And I have a, I have a gift for your audience here today, Mike. Come on. So the 100 Wonderful Ways to Get More and Better Clients gives you the baseline of strategies that you can pick and choose from. You don't have to use all 100, but find one that fits really well for you to be able to start making money online. And that's at yeah. uh, nonstopnotifications.com. Just opt in and you'll get instant access to all of the things. That's what I'm saying. Come on. I love it. So I appreciate you taking the time today. I know you're busy. You are juggling a million things. I'm so thankful for you taking the time. I'm motivated by your story and your hustle for the record. You know, I just thank you so much because I think good things are going to come from this. I hope add, you know, added value 
is just going to be something that's going to be incredible here. Well, Mike, so much, so much fun. Thanks for having me on here and always, uh, always enjoy another, another go-getter. It's awesome. Absolutely. Hey, well, I appreciate you. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the journey of business. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. If you're loving the journey of business, please follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts right now. Again, have an incredible day. We'll see you next week with another episode of the journey of business show. To continue your journey of business, subscribe to the show wherever you find podcasts or at YouTube. And for more information on consulting inquiries, go to www.tradelinksales.com.